Welcome everybody back to Friar Talk. Today we're going to be doing a little bit of an, a different episode here. We're going to be doing a World Baseball Classic special. Um, after we talk about all the World Baseball Classic teams and kind of we're going to we're going to basically go over each pool. But after we talk World Baseball Classic, we are going to get into some of the Padres rumors and stuff from spring training. Um, but we wanted to talk about the World Baseball Classic because it's going to replace a lot of major leaguers in spring this year. Um, and as you'll see, there's a ton of major league players all over these rosters. Uh, and it's there's a few stacked teams. So I think we're going to get to see a lot of good baseball within it. And it's going to be a really, really fun thing, especially towards the end when it starts, you know, when some of these teams have to face each other to get eliminated. Um, you're going to see superstars competing with other superstars. So it'll be a very exciting event. Um, and I think, I don't know, I, I'm pretty excited for it. So we figured we'd talk about the rosters and stuff. We're going to go pool D to pool A and break it down each of the pools. So starting off pool D, it's probably the best pool, I would say. Um, it's, you know, mainly DRs in pool D. You got Puerto Rico, you got Venezuela, and then you have Israel and Nicaragua. Um, there's basically three teams that are really competing in this pool. You have Puerto Rico, DR, and Venezuela. Uh, honestly, Venezuela's team was kind of surprisingly really, really good. Uh, I, I, I didn't really think about it. I thought Puerto Rico was probably going to win this one, but you start looking into it. They have Martin Perez. They have uh, Luis Garcia, right? And then you look at their bats, and they got Altuve. Um, they got Miggy still. They got Ronald Acuna, Anthony Santander, Luis Arias, um, Eduardo Escobar. Like They have a lot of major leaguers, so they're a pretty solid team. Puerto Rico is a good team as well. Uh, going through them. I mean, they're not quite as good, but they have Francisco Lindor, Javi, I, Javi Baez. Huh? Um, you got Kike. You got Christian Vasquez. Pitching-wise, you have – well, you have some of a good bullpen. Uh, you have Edwin Diaz. You also have Emilio Pagan. Um, but then you also have Marcus, Marcus Stroman and Jose Berrio. So, like – these are some really, really good rosters, but when you guys are looking at this pool, those specific three teams, I don't know. I feel like this is a tough one because I don't know who's going to get eliminated and whoever is going to get eliminated probably shouldn't. That is a tough one. I think it's going to be the Dominican Republic and Puerto Rico on top with Venezuela coming in third, though it really can come down to whichever team has their ace out on the mound and whichever gets to the bullpen first. That's really what it could come down to each team has a pretty significant chance to winning it. Um, though in my hands, I think the Dominican Republic is probably the best team in there. Then Puerto Rico, though it's a pretty close tie between Puerto Rico and Venezuela. Um, though the Dominican Republic is just kind of ridiculously stacked. They're one of the top teams in the world baseball classic. And I think they're probably going to go all the way if not at least make it to the quarters yeah i like um i like the dominican republic and venezuela um obviously the dominican republic is going to be one of if not the favorites to win the whole thing with the the, the dr having juan soto manny machado uh julio rodriguez vladdy you know just stars from top to bottom they're probably going to be the favorite i fully expect them to win and that's the team i will be going for just because soto and machado are, are going to be there um, but Venezuela also has some pretty good players. Uh, Ronald Acuna, Jose Altuve, Luis Arias. Um, they have a decent pitching – or pretty good pitching staff. Uh, Pablo Lopez. I'm trying to read them off right now. Martin Perez, Jesus Lazardo, um, Pablo Lopez, German Marquez. So pretty pretty solid pitching staff. I think that's going to get them through. So I'll have to go to Venezuela and, and the DR to come out of that one. I think uh, – Puerto Rico is a good team, but I, I just I like Venezuela more. Yeah, I agree with you there. I mean, I feel like DR is definitely the heavy favorite, um, at, at least here. It's just like surprising that you have Puerto Rico and Venezuela because if you look at most of the rosters and we're going to keep getting through them, you're going to see some divisions of, you know, a lot lower. Um, uh, but Venezuela is, I think they're a better pick too because you got Altuve, you got Acuna, like you have a better offense and i feel like their pitching is pretty similar martin perez um who else they have pablo lopez you said so those are like your one two and then yo, you have lazardo ranger suarez as well for venezuela and then for puerto rico you're pretty good you have mine uh jose barrios and, and then like you have good guys in the bullpen you have edwin diaz that's a big clutch like that's pretty clutch but like i don't know i just feel like venezuela is a little bit better but it's just one of those like Puerto Rico would be the favorite in pool A. 
So Puerto Rico could easily end up taking it. But overall, I mean, I don't know. Um, but in terms of, since we're talking Dominican Republic, is Dominican Republic the favor, do you guys think? I think so. Um, I haven't really taken a look at their pitching staff. but It's yeah, pretty I mean, good. Yeah, I mean, their lineup is their lineup is ridiculous. Um, so pitching-wise, their 1-2 is Alcantara and then Christian Javier. That's their... Oh, they're good, bro. Yeah, that, that's ridiculous. They got Camilo, Camilo Duvall out of their bullpen. Uh, Luis Garcia from the Astros. Christian Javier. This yeah, is ridiculous. No. Gregory Soto out of the bullpen. Yeah, they're, they're going to be the favorites for sure. It's just kind of surprising that the, the freaking they're able to have all those guys on one team because that's a super team, bro. That is the one of the best baseball teams ever assembled. That's just like an all-star team playing in a tournament. And what I really like about this tournament in terms of um, how it benefits the Padres is, for for example, for Nick Martinez, he's going to go over there and get innings as a starter in big-time moments. Juan Soto and Manny Machado, they're already used to the playoff um, atmosphere, but that provides them a playoff atmosphere, and it provides them big-time reps. Um, that's kind of what I like about the WBC. I think Previously, I'd seen people saying, like, I don't want these guys playing at WBC just because they're away from the team or they might get hurt. But I think it's great for the players. Um, same thing with Hassan Kim. Same thing with any of the players playing in the in the WBC. I think it's great that they're playing. Um, I think it's going to be a lot of fun for them. And um, I, I'm hoping to watch as much as I can. If the DR plays the USA again, I'm for sure watching. Yeah. I also just think it's really good for baseball because I think a lot of people just see baseball as an American sport. But when you look at these teams, like you look at Mexico, the Dominican Republic, Venezuela, Puerto Rico, Cuba, Japan, Korea, and even the Netherlands to an extent, they have stacked teams where they're going to give the USA a run for their money. So I, I think it's like a good world stage where people will realize that baseball isn't just an American thing. It's actual world sport. Not as much as it, like, it's not going to get the views the World Cup gets or, like, the Super Bowl or anything, but it's a world event, and it's really good to see that. You know, it's kind of crazy because Japan's rotation might give a little bit of a fit. Like, the top three, at least. Roki Sasaki, Roki Sasaki, Shohei Otani, and Yu Darvish. That that might cause some problems. Japan won it not that long ago with Yu Darvish as their ace, I believe. And Shohei Otani oh. and Roki Sasaki are are sig- amazing pitchers. They they're gonna. I want to see Sasaki on the big stage so bad. I'm gonna do whatever I can to watch those Japan games. Yeah, they, uh, I mean that's a that's a good team. And and a, okay, another good thing for Japan too, because like they are a really really good squad. Dude, they're in an easy pool. Like I was just showing you with the pool D, like the pool D is rough. Like, so you, like you never know, but like DR could somehow get upset, right? Like, you know, Venezuela and Puerto Rico aren't necessarily like non-competitive. Like they could beat them somehow. But Japan, like their best, their best competition. So in pool D, it's Japan, South Korea, Australia, China, Czech Republic. It's like almost a lot that's gonna be Japan and South Korea that that move on. And they're just gonna dominate that stage. So like they're gonna have like they're gonna be set up good dude they're gonna be able to like be in the driver's seat for the whole thing and who's their let's see their aces you said it's roki sasaki otani and Darvish. is there anyone else i don't think you need anyone else no you don't that's 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 two mlb caliber aces one is towards the end of his career. One is in his prime. And then you have the up-and-coming pitching phenom of the world in Roki Sasaki that is looking to be one of the best pitchers this the earth has seen. Just with his who, stuff. I mean who is it that's they have do they have an infielder? Is there a Japanese infielder that's coming up soon that's supposed to be really um, good? Yeah. I can't I remember his name. his name. He's the third baseman. Um is it um because he's not I would look it up, but I think the internet's gonna die if I do that. So let me see if I can find <laughs> it on my phone. Oh Lars Newbar. Masataka Yoshida are also playing for them in their outfield. Yeah. Yeah, their their outfield's actually pretty legit. Yeah, it's pretty good. Let me see. Japanese 
Um, third baseman. Oh, here we I go. Think, uh... Okay, it's uh, Murakami. So yeah, Murakami, yeah, he's playing. He's playing too. Minotaka Murakami. Yeah. So they're pretty like they got some they got yeah. some bats too. Yeah, they're pretty good. Yeah. So last year uh, Murakami hit 56 home runs and he won the triple crown with a 318 average and 134 home runs or 56 home runs. That's it. That's insane. So he's a stud and he's supposed to be like expensive too coming out. Um. Yeah, I I think they're definitely gonna run away with Pool B. Um, since we're talking about Pool B right now, let me check oh, South Korea's roster. Who is it? Uh, Suzuki's not gonna play. I forgot. Saya. Oh, he's not playing. Good outfield, still hurt. solid though. I think he got hurt. Yeah, it's still, it's, that's still good. Yeah. Um. Korea, Korea. They don't have many. They have Tommy, Tommy Edmund, Edmund and Hassan uh, Kim. That's their only. So maybe they don't win it, but. No, they're not. No. No. I mean, like, make it onto the playoffs. So, no. okay. So do you think, so, like, would you take South Korea, and you're, we're going to have to look at these rosters, over Australia, China, or Czech Republic? I don't know if they have many oh. players. <laughs> Australia? I saw, the Czech... I saw Australia's I roster. They have, like, only minor leaguers. Yeah. Um. But even yeah. then, I'm pretty sure the Czech Republic has a bunch of like accountants and finance and all, all those kind of guys. I'm I'm like certain. Just because you said that, Isaac, they're gonna win. <laughs> they're not gonna do nothing, bro. bro I feel watch. bad that they're, they're gonna, gonna be playing. They're gonna check has two players. They're gonna check has two players in the MLB. They were in the pros, yeah. So not not much. Yeah, that's a rough division, dude. That's a really rough division. That's what I'm saying, dude. If you're in the right division, it's it's clutch. Um, okay, Pool C. This is this is another good one. This is probably the most, I mean, USA's in this one. It's USA, Mexico, Colombia, Canada, and Great Britain. I will let you guys know right now, Great Britain is going to get absolutely smacked in this division. Um, they're mm-hmm. terrible. But the US roster, they don't have a lot of pitching. I saw people already talking about it. Like Jap- like Japan's pitching staff is way better because I want to say their number that our number one U.S. number one is Merrill Kelly, I believe it is, and Nick Martinez Probably. is a starter. Like Lance, like it's not that good. Lance Lynn's here, Adam Wainwright. We have Devin Williams. That's good. Miles, um, but then Nicholas. Uh, but yeah, but then you look at the offense, dude. Catchers, JT Realmuto, Will Smith, infielders, Pete Alonzo, Tim Anderson, Nolan Arenado, Paul Goldschmidt, Jeff McNeil, Trey Turner, Bobby Witt, outfielders, Mookie Betts, Cedric Mullins, Kyle Schwarber, Mike Trout, Kyle Tucker. Dude, you don't you can just go toe to toe with anyone offensively. You don't your pitcher doesn't have to put up like that to do anything. They got a good bullpen too. They got David Bednar, Kendall Graveman, um, Ryan Presley, Devin Williams. They, they, they got Wait, it. They, they got a good bullpen. They got a really good really familiar. Was he on the Padres before? I can't remember. Who's that? Who's that? Oh, Bednar. Oh, Bednar. Well, I'm sure he's having fun winning 50 games. Yeah, we can tell Chase is delayed a little bit over here. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. He's good now. Um, I, think. He's good. I was gonna say I was gonna put under in the chat. Well, what do you think about this? Okay, what do you think about this team? This team in Mexico's team, Chase. I'll, I'll read out Mexico's roster real quick. Um, big time starting pitchers: Julio Urias, Tijuan Walker. Um, let me see. Offense: Austin Barnes. Luis Arias, Randy Rosarena, Alex Verdugo. They're pretty solid. They got some guys. This goes all right, yeah. Oh, but apparently they aren't they don't have Luis Arias or Munoz anymore, according to Gil. That sucks. That's a big loss for them then. That's a that's but a pretty Patrick, big loss. Patrick Sandoval, Julio Urias, Jose Urquidy, Taiwan Walker, old friend Adrian Martinez. Um Austin Barnes, Joey Manessas, 
Rowdy, Rowdy Tejas. They're not bad. Alex Verdugo, Alec Thomas from the Diamondbacks. They're not bad. They're, pretty, they're actually pretty good. Uh, that's not bad. Okay. They're not. So, I mean, I don't expect them to win that. Anything. Yeah. Oh. I'm trying to. Look, I'm looking to see if I'm looking to see if either Canada or Colombia has a shot. Nabil's starting for Colombia. Yeah, that's, Columbia that's also good. Canada might. Can, so yeah, Canada's got some guys. Uh, Cal Quantrill. Let's Nail. see who else. Oh, they have Freddie Freeman too, and Tyler O'Neill. And Is Naylor not playing for Canada? Yeah. So they're. What else do they have? Those are their. Those are their big names. They don't have the best pitching staff. Cal, I, I believe Cal's their ace. He's and not Cal's a solid. Bad ace, but. I mean. Him compared against Urias and Walker. Yeah, he's not. Yeah, no, no way. I, I saw clips of I, I, I saw clips of Urias pitching the other day, and in his contract year, dude, that's that's not good, bro. That curveball looks stupid. Like he looks good, like really good. I mean, he's yeah. always really he's he looks super good anyway. I mean, he's a great pitcher. You saw that he might be like looking to leave the Dodgers too. That yeah, before yeah. he wants to get yeah, broken off. Have... Yeah, yeah. I hope he does. Oh, speaking of just speaking of something like that. Remember when everybody said Ronald Lacuna was getting traded, and now that rumor has disappeared, and nothing has come of it. Was he like upset about something? Is that why that came up? That was, a, that was a report, but I think they're good. He kind of like disputed it. Like yeah. he kind of just, you know, kind of said, "No, nah, nothing's wrong." Yeah, I mean that happens a lot. I feel like, and also there's just actually like fake reports sometimes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, overall, though, with these, I don't know. I feel like Mexico is probably number two, then Canada. Is that what you guys think? You could put Canada above them, maybe? No, I'll go USA Mexico. Yeah, USA, USA Mexico. Mexico. I think so too, but I think it's I think it's closer than you might expect. Um, and then pool A, the best pool of them all. Taiwan, Netherlands, Cuba, Italy, Panama. The, the only team that has like they're not they're just not good. Netherlands, um, you got Xander, you got I want to say both profiles are playing. DD Degorius, uh, okay. the shortstop Simmons. Uh, that's basically it. And I don't think they really have any pitching. Like I don't think they have a Even single MLB pitcher. They have a couple minor leaguers. It's just not Bro, this, is a, this is kind of a throwback roster. Wow. DD Gregorius. Andrelton Simmons. Andrelton Simmons. Jonathan Scoop. Oh, Dude, Scoop is on him. Damn, that is an old-ass name. He was the second baseman for the Orioles, like, years ago. Yeah, he's there. That is a throwback roster. <laughs> and, of course, Lander Bogarts and Jerkson Profar. That's probably who's going to win in this one. But, like, this like is- I'm saying, dude. Like, isn't that a bad vision? Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is Jerickson Profar, and, you know, this is a little off topic. This is Jerickson Profar's, like, this is his – these are going to be some of his biggest baseball games, not in terms of the moment, It's his but this dude needs a contract. This is his tryout for teams. Exactly. He needs a contract. What's Cuba's team looking like? Um, I got it up right here. Um, Cuba, okay, they got uh, Yon Moncada, Cespedes, and Luis Robert. They have Luis Robert, Luis Robert. They're trash. Is Motorhome gonna play with them or not? I was gonna say they had 
they had a lot of talent come out of there, but I don't know if they're going to go play for them is the problem. They, are, they, are, they, have they, some, they don't really have any like notable pitchers. That's what I'm saying, dude. I thought they were going to be better, too. I don't think their players are going back to play for them. That's dude, the Italy might be Italy might beat them. That's not a good sign. I mean, Italy doesn't have anyone good, but they have a bunch of guys on major league rosters. Yeah, they do. I don't know how. I would have never guessed that there was Italian influence in major league baseball, honestly. Like I guess it makes sense. Well, in the early stages of baseball, there was a lot of Italian and oh yeah, there was a large German and Jewish population in baseball on the East Coast. I could tell you all about this. I'm just going to go on the rant right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can um, tell you so much. I was like, I got, I got to stop myself before I stop here. I can go <laughs> the whole history. Did I? Yeah, I, I mean, it makes sense if you think about like some of the the older names in baseball too. You got some funny names. Um, baseball sure has changed a lot in a good way. Did you know the only we have hot dogs and beers in baseball stadiums are because of the German baseball players and the German crowd. They're the that. ones that beer and hot dogs into baseball. Nine innings, you know. nine beers, nine hot dogs, and a fortune. <laughs> That's pretty interesting. Hey, you know who's playing in for uh, for Panama? Christian Bethencourt. I saw that. I saw Christian Bethencourt. Javi Guerra is he is he pitching or is he bad? Is he catching? Is he pitching or is he he's catching? catching? He's catching. That's what yeah. you think. He's going to come out and throw the gas right down the middle of the plate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're not very good either. Like, damn, they're not good. Dude, some, this play is, is not – yeah, whoever pull, who makes that a play is going to get eliminated immediately. Um, yeah, this is really going to come down to only a couple teams. Yeah, that's – that's that's uh, at least it's that's fun watching those teams. But it also it's gonna be fun to watch like here's one like Great Britain versus the US like <laughs> Oh god or like Japan against Australia all the cricket yeah. players against all the aces in the MLB yeah. like just insane pitchers. Yeah. Um let's see, what about uh what about Israel against Dominican Republic? <laughs> Dude, some of these teams don't have any guys. <laughs> I know. I know. This would have been a good tournament for Fernando to be in. I mean, that team doesn't need anyone else. No, they don't. I just think in terms of the moment and just kind of getting back in the groove of things, but they didn't. They, they wouldn't allow that. Them. That would put them as the favorites, like heavy favorites. Oh, easily. Uh-huh. Easily. I mean, their shortstop <laughs> isn't that bad. It's only Jeremy Pena, World Series MVP. Right or Wander Franco. It's not like you help in the outfield. Yeah, Juan Soto's not that good. So okay, I feel like it's pretty clear the top three teams are Japan, the U.S., and the DR. Who sure. who would you guys sure. take? Who would you guys take out of those three? The DR. And wait, in how many game series? Just to win the whole thing, who would you take? I think I see Japan low-key winning it, not going to lie. I think depending on who pitches the final game, if it's like if it's Sasaki or Shohei, I think Japan can win it. I bet you out of respect it'll be Darvish. Don't Probably, but that would, be, that would be a crazy moment. Mm-hmm. I would love to see that. Darvish deserves to win. Yeah, I, can sure. he won it. I, think, I think he won the last one. So maybe not. You already got a yeah. moment. I just don't think their offense is going to be good enough, sadly. Dude. Yeah, I don't either. Yeah, we have Roki Sasaki on the mound. Who needs an offense? <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, they're going to be – it's oh, not like they're going to be going up against nobody when they match up against <laughs> – <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. 
I mean, you know, but they still have some pretty. They still have some. They still have some sluggers. Yeah, they just don't have. Yeah. Like, they have. They have some hitters. The, yeah, I just but, don't know how they're going to compete against the DR guys. But then again, they also haven't seen like no one's seen Roki Sasaki. I think that's like the the one advantage they have is nobody has seen this guy other than Japan. Everybody has seen somewhat of each other. Like Cuba's seen like the Dominican Republic. USA has seen the Dominican Republic players. The Dominican Republic has seen the USA pitchers. Like the, that's the one advantage Japan has is they have this kid who's supposed to be a prodigy and no one else in the world has seen him yet. That's true. That's super fair. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I think it'd be awesome if, because I think Japan has, to, I think Japan has to go through someone first. Like I think they have to go through either the DR or the US before the championship, so they would have to like yeah. beat both the the Dominican Republic and the, and the USA probably. Um, but I mean, dude, like we were talking about the rosters <laughs> for the US. Okay, you you got these three nice pitchers. Here's who you're going up against: um, JT Real Muto, Pete Alonso, oh. Tim Anderson, oh. Nolan Arenado. Mm-hmm. Paul Goldschmidt, Trey Turner, Mookie Betts, Mike Kyle Schwarber, Mike Trout, Kyle Tucker. Good luck. Oh, what about yeah, what yeah. about against the against Dominican Republic? Yeah, catcher, catcher's Dude, not yeah. too bad. They're rocking with Mejia and Gary Sanchez, but oh no, Devers, Guerrero, Machado, Catel Marte, Jeremy Pena, Eloy Jimenez, Julio Rodriguez, Juan Soto. Yeah, Wander Franco, bro, it's insane. Like that's realistically, it's probably going to be the U.S. or the Dominican Republic. But I like rooting for the underdogs. I think if you had to pick one, like the best roster, it's probably Dominican Republic. And to top it off, yeah, because they're pitching. Yeah, if Japan or the USA had to face the DR, and they have to face that lineup, and they're going against Sandy Alcantara or. Luis Garcia or Christian Javier, they're screwed. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I like how you threw Christian Javier on the third. I was like, he might be second, really. What he was doing in the World Series was not okay. Yeah, those guys are disgusting. Well, what about uh, what about when, when Nick Martinez goes out there and throws seven shutout against the DR? Oh, God. <laughs> if that would be something. That, man, he'll... I actually think he's supposed to be on some sort of limit. Probably, like yeah, I'm sure that a lot of guys are. I, I think they got him at four. That's what I've. I mean, from what I listened to or what I heard from 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 there, they said that uh, you know he's gonna go in. They're gonna give him specific stuff to work on um, over there at the at the WBC, and um, he's gonna be on some sort of limit. Okay. Because I mean, like he hasn't been building up for too long at this point. So like to go out there and throw seven, six, seven, it's too much to ask for in a game that doesn't really matter to him yeah yeah that's brings true. up a pretty good point about cuba the early, the 2000 and early 2010s cuba man yeah those yeah, players yeah. were different Definitely. those Definitely. players were different mm. it's not really like that anymore huh no not really yeah i mean i mean we saw their team their team wasn't very strong no no and I don't know if every you probably don't have everyone there, but still. No, um, the prospects definitely come more from the DR, Venezuela, Japan, um, you know those areas. Yeah, yeah. So okay, if I had to do a top five for World Baseball Classic, I think I would do Dominican Republic at one, USA at two, Venezuela at three, Japan at four, Puerto Rico at five. Would you guys change anything? Chase, I feel like you're going to want Japan higher. No, I think Venezuela is good. good. I think it's like a coin flip between those two. Like Venezuela has a probably has a little bit better of an offense, but I think that trio of pitchers is not to be messed with. It it depends on who what you like more in a, a team. Do you want more pitchers or do you want more hitters? And I'm always a I'm biased towards pitchers. No, I think what what was it again? Who would you rather have, Venezuela or Japan? I just think Venezuela's roster is a little better. Let me check Venezuela's roster again real quick. So so Venezuela offensively, Salvador Perez, uh Jose Altuve, Luis Arias, 
Um, Miguel Cabrera, uh, Ronald Acuna, David Peralta, Anthony Santander. Those are like the bigger name guys. Um, and then pitching wise, Dev Martin Perez, Ranger Suarez, Jesus Lazardo. Dude, they're pretty good. Pablo Lopez. Dude, they're, oh, yeah, they're really not bad. They're, they're not bad. I don't Perez think that's and enough. Lopez. I don't, I don't know. I don't I don't know if that's enough offensive firepower for me to I mean Salvi's good. Altuve's good. Arise is good. Loren Hifo sucks. Escobar is pretty solid. Eugenio Suarez is not that good. Cabrera's old. Jimenez is good. They don't, no, they're pretty damn good, actually. Acuna and Peralta, yeah. I like them. I think um, they're. I think you gotta put them ahead of Japan, just yeah, barely. I, I, I think it's. I think close. their lineup. I think their lineup is better. I think it's kind of hard just because where the lineup is better, the pitching is better for Japan. Um, because I mean, realistically, they're only most of the teams probably only only going to use a few pitchers. But if there's a pitch count, a li- an inning limit in 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 the WBC. You can't use Roki Sasaki for that many innings. You can't use Yu Darvish for that many innings. You can't use Shohei Otani for that many innings. So I feel like lineup is going to triumph everything. Could just say it was pitch That's counts. super true. And, and depth. Yeah, depth. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, Japan's still solid on offense and stuff. I just, that's Pressure. what I would probably rock with. They got um, some fun, cool ass swings. I'm sorry for my language. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, they got they got some bats. Yeah, we'll see. I, I'm excited for that. I'm excited to see. And it's also going to be cool to see, like, guys that we haven't seen. And, like, dude, like, Chase, you've got me so hyped over Roki Sasaki that, like, whenever he's starting, I'm making sure I'm tuning in for that one. Like, the first pool game, I'm definitely watching it. Um, and he's probably not going to be going up against very good competition, so he's probably just going to be absolutely killing whoever he's going against. Um, another question here from Wolfpack. We'll probably, we'll probably start getting back in the Padre stuff here in a, in a couple minutes, but... Is Italy playing? Yeah, Italy's playing. They're all right. They're not that good. Um, they're just like there's a lot of teams that like have like a little bit of MLB talent. They're one of those teams, um, but I don't like. I don't know. I don't think they're going to be super super good or anything. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. A- any other thing on on World Baseball Classic that you guys want to get to? I know we wanted to talk about it just because it is interesting. Um, we'll have to do little like kind of updates and stuff like in some other future episodes later on. Uh, just on like what's going on in the tournament too, but I don't know anything else with the rosters that I didn't that we didn't bring up. No, I feel like it's pretty important that we talk about some some recent Padres news, um, especially Joe Musgrove with his fractured toenail. Um, that's gonna be it's gonna <laughs> be an interesting start to the season whether he's back or not. I mean, who knows what's gonna happen there? He's a pretty tough dude, so whatever it takes, you know, mechanic changes. I'd prefer him take a little longer just so he doesn't have to make any tweaks to his mechanics. Um, but that's a pretty big thing. Um, you can view it. It's going to be a bad thing at first, of course, but I'm kind of looking at it as this. All right, spot just opened up in the rotation. Who's going to – now we can figure out who's worthy of the depth when Joe Musgrove comes back, who's going to step up in that spot and provide us some quality innings. Um, the Bill Chris Matt's Starter innings over in Columbia. I think that's something to, to monitor. Ryan Weathers has been pitching a few innings. Jay Groom had two innings as a starter the other day. Um, you know, there's there's pretty important things developing in that pitching rotation right now. Uh, Bob Melvin sounded really like he sounded kind of giddy about Julio Tehran. Um, there, there's important things groom or like happening in that pitching rotation that we're gonna have to monitor throughout this whole thing with Joe Musgrove because. You know, Devin says a six-man rotation is still a possibility. I don't think so. I mean, it just depends if if you're talking about that Bob Melvin was really excited about Julio Tehran. If Julio Tehran or Cole Hamels or Adrian Morahone or someone like that is looked at, at like a starter for at least the first two, three starts, then he could be the sixth the six guy, right? Like yeah. for the first little bit. Mar- Morhone's confirmed he's not going to start to start the season. They're going to look at him Does to start. Maybe Jake Room then. Yeah, they, they they sounded excited about Jake Room. Um, he pitched two innings. Uh, apparently, he had some life on his fastball, good stuff. But it's it's going to be really like you know, really that's probably going to be the biggest headline, other than maybe how Tatis looks and everything throughout spring training is who's who's going to get that spot in place of Joe Musgrove if Joe Musgrove isn't able to start the season. 
Uh, what? It's four to six weeks, right? Yeah. He'll. When, yeah. when can he throw? He's not throwing for four weeks, right? Or is he thro not throwing for two, and then it's going to take another two weeks for him to ramp up? I'm not sure. It's probably going to take like a week or two. I would. I would guess. Yeah, mid to late April is pretty fair. Yeah, like he's probably going to miss three to four, two to four weeks to be mm -hmm. like super fair, like super careful yeah. with it. Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, it's just so tough because you don't want you don't want to make any sort of changes to his mechanics, and if he's going to try and play through the pain, it's, it's going to take some changes. And I, I'd rather wait on it, especially because like April baseball. I mean, who do they play in April that's significant? I can't think of anyone to start start the season at least. Yeah, and plus you want to give him time to ramp up too. Like if he's going to be throwing finally, like okay, getting comfortable with his foot, you also want him to ramp up to be a starter. So you need him to be able to go six innings at least each start. You don't want him to build off, you know, four innings for the first month and a half that he's there because then you're going into what mid-may or maybe possibly june if he's not getting back until the end of april and he, that's when he's finally hitting his form and getting ready i mean it wouldn't be a bad thing to have a fresh arm in june but you also want him to be available throughout may games because if you're going to be competing with the dodgers for the title you got to have him ready to go fully amped up by mid-may at the latest yeah definitely um another important thing definitely is uh the structure of Manny Machado's contract. That's super important for the Padres and their payroll coming up soon because, like, being able to take that $45 million was a signing bonus. And I don't know if that applies to the luxury tax or not, but it, it helps the Padres. You get Manny Machado for three years at 13 mil AAV, and then you get him for 21, I believe, in the fourth year, and then the rest is 35. Dude, that is huge. It opens up a lot of financial flexibility for the Padres um, to be able to go sign. I mean, Manny's message was, look, I'm doing this so we can go sign another star. We can try and go get another star. So maybe not even a star. Maybe we'll get another piece that can help us. That was his one of the first things he said. And that press conference for Manny was phenomenal. He couldn't have said better things. I mean, he said the right things the whole time. So that was, that was great to see out of Manny. I'm excited to see how that financial flexibility impacts the Padres. Um, but that that was a really, really big thing that I kind of didn't expect. I think they learned from the Hosmer contract. I hope so. I did. Um, so, yeah. So, okay. I'm looking at the contract right now. So, basically, like you're saying, how it, like, structures out this year, his, dude, his salary this year, like, his payroll salary is $4 million. Holy shit. Four million so wait, this year, is that because of the signing bonus, or, or does the signing bonus not against the luxury tax? Um, this one, so the way that I don't know. However, this one's the, no. The signing bonus is four million a year, a little over four million a year. That's how it's like spread okay. out throughout the thing. Um, so yeah, this year it's basically I want to his base salary is like thirteen, and then he has a signing bonus. I, I don't know his payroll salary is listed. Payroll salary is four million. You're right. For some reason, I don't know why, but his base salary is 13 for the first three, 21, and then 35 for the rest of it. So his luxury tax is 31.1 mil every year. So basically, they're going to be paying him more than what's affecting their luxury tax when he's older, which I don't know how you want to look at that, but it's a little bit different. And yeah, like you said, dude, a lot better idea. I mean, it's more of what the Will Myers contract was in terms of how Hosmer and his looked. So Will Myers was super better. cheap. Yeah, this guy might be a little bit better. Than <laughs> um, and then, uh, and it's a little like the Hosmer one. Yeah, the Hosmer one that was like, uh, they front loaded it, and then yes, it didn't work. Yeah, front loaded it out of desperation. Whatever yeah. that was. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Here's a good one. We we were talking, so we were bad. just talking about this in our last room about Juan mm -hmm. Soto getting an extension, and Manny did hint at it. And mm -hmm. basically, Chase, you haven't talked about it, so I'll give you real briefly. 
Isaac and I basically were like, look, like they're going to want to give Soto a contract. They're going to do whatever they can to make it happen. That was what we took it as. And that's basically what Peter Seidler said. That's basically Manny's hinting at it. They're trying to get it done. So do you think that it's, it's pretty clear too that they're trying to do that? Yes, but I think here's the problem. And I know, I think Isaac sent it to the group chat earlier. What Rob Manfred stated earlier, they wanted a salary cap in baseball. That would really throw a wrench in the of the giant Padres machine. You know, it would stop that right away. It would. You wouldn't be able to sign Soto to an extension because then you can't sign anybody else. So you'd you'd need pitchers. You'd need. You would need pitchers basically, unless you want to roll with what you got in the farm. Yeah, I mean. The owners have said, and I know they do. I mean, I don't know why Manfred wants to do it all of a sudden, but I mean, I do know. Um, but, you know, the owners, they're never going to approve a salary cap. It's been said, you know, they, they, they're they never going to approve of it. And I don't see why they would. Um, I understand there's a little bit of a competitive, there's not really much of a competitive balance in baseball. But yeah, players union, the owners, whatever it is, they said they're not going to agree to a, to, to a salary cap. I, I don't understand why they would, if anything, a salary floor, because fans deserve to have a good product out on their field. And if you were to implement a salary cap, it's basically you're taking the fun. In my opinion, you're taking the fun out of having these that team like the Padres, like the Dodgers were able to assemble, like the Mets were able to assemble. Um, and you're giving an excuse to the cheap asses that don't want to spend money and, and just are trying to maximize their profits. But back to this, back to Juan Soto. Yeah, they're they're doing everything they can to to try and you know it. It's becoming clear they want Juan Soto for the long run. Um, the the whole question was you know because it's been said they want both Juan Soto and Shohei Otani. I don't think that can happen. I don't think that will happen. I think the likelihood is very low. So I think they should focus their attention on the guy that's going to be there for at least the next two years and try and extend him because realistically he's going to maybe be the MVP, a top five MVP finish this year. He's going to command twelve for four eighty something like that. Give them that. Give them an opt-out after five or six, and we're good to go for the next five or six years. Our window is prolonged with that with Juan Soto, Fernando Tatis, Manny Machado, and Xander Bogarts for the foreseeable future. Um, And that lineup, if you're able to start, you know, you got Ethan Salas coming up. You got – I forgot his name. Something DeVries is going to be one of the – a prospect phenom apparently. Um, Jackson Merrill, you know, Dylan Lesko. Dylan, yeah, Dylan Lesko, you know, you got a bunch of good guys coming up. And though the Padres farm system is not there right now, it will be there in the future. So I think I think extending Juan Soto should be a top, the top priority now. And, you know, maybe they will go after Shohei Otani and saying that, look, for one year, like you said, Matt, for one year, we're going to have both Shohei Otani and Juan Soto. Sounds amazing. <laughs> um, did you see the lineups if the Padres added I did, Otani? I did. And it, <laughs> looked, it looks stupid. It looks phenomenal, bro. But I don't know. You That's an all-time about- historic offense. Like, Yeah, it is. I, there, I don't think there would be a greater offense in the history of baseball. That, that, is, that, is, that would be stupid. And if you didn't win the World Series with that, then there is a damn shame that you wasted that year. Uh, yeah, I, no, yeah, no. there would be there would suck. in the book that you could throw to be like, we lost the World Series because of this. No, there is not an excuse. No, I agree. And uh, you would also add an ace. But yeah. oh man, that's such a tough thing with with Shohei, man. I mean, that's a, I, I can't be the only one that thinks that might be end up being like. Of course, every contract has its risk to it. I mean, all have major risks to them. That Shohei's is really risky. It definitely is. It definitely is. is. Someone okay. I was tweeting about this a while back, like a couple weeks ago, and I said something like along the lines of getting Shohei. I was like, "Yeah, I just think it's too risky." I was like, "Yeah," but you know, 
two games in of watching Shohei Otani. It's worth it. It was worth it. Oh, yeah, for sure. I watched him hit the first game. He threw seven shutout, and then he hit a bomb the next game. Yeah, it's fine. You keep him. Exactly. Um, Well, even when he hurt hurt his arm, he was still hitting. He was still a monstrous hitter. Yeah. He may not have a UCL for the rest of the year. He'll pull a Bryce Harper and bat without a UCL, but then you're also missing him for part of next season. Yeah, uh, you will still have a hitter. Uh, it depends on what he hurts. It depends on what he it's, hurts. It's just, it's just, it's not the problem that okay, you'll still have a hitter. Because I agree, you'll still have a hitter, right? It's the problem that that'll be a fifty to sixty million dollar hitter that doesn't see the field. That's like that. almost like Steven Strasburg. Dare I say? No, no, like no, 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 no. You can't compare that. You yeah. can't compare Steven yeah, Strasburg to because Otani would, would still be producing with the bat at an MVP level. Strasburg would literally just hit the IL for the Strasburg entire play, year. Yeah. I know. What do you mean? Strasburg doesn't play, but I don't know. Fifty to sixty million for a DH, and that's yeah, not saying he's going to be a DH immediately. It's acknowledging that. He might not pitch after it's acknowledging that he might not pitch after a certain amount of time. And the problem with signing Shohei or even trying to sign Shohei is that even if you think he might not pitch after this amount of time, you have to give him 10 years because if you don't, another team will and say, fuck the risk because it's Shohei Otani and they're going to be all in. So there's so much for Shohei Otani knowing like, all right, well, look, even if I can't pitch in this amount of time, someone's going to give me the contract because I'm the best player in the world right now. And I'm going to be the best player for at least another two, two to four years because I can pitch and hit. Yeah. And that's, and that's the difference too. When you're talking about going after Soto is like, if you, the the other thing is, is like Soto could very well hit the open market. So I feel like, I feel like next year, their main priority, their first priority in the offseason is going to be extending Soto. Because if they can extend him before going after Otani, that's just a better move, right? But if they don't extend him, then they might go after Otani. So that's the interesting part. Um, but I do like that Manny was hinting at it too. For and, sure, for sure. And I think that also it, it does seem it does seem like Soto's the more realistic option. Like I, I'll agree with that too. Even though I, I want, I, I'm just hoping that there's a chance to get both. That's I mean that's really what it comes down to. You, you just start dumping other contracts and you say, all right, we got these guys, we're rocking with them. Um, but I think um, – oh, I didn't get to talk about the salary floor and salary cap. So people talk about this all the time. Oh, what should – like should the MLB have a salary cap? No, the MLB should not have a salary cap. What's going to happen? Are the Pirates going to start spending more money? No. No, they're not going to spend more money. That's not making it more competitive. The only reason you add a salary cap is to not have owners make other owners look bad, which in turn just makes those fan bases recognize – that they're not trying to win. So it's really lame that the MLB is talking about putting in a salary cap. It's not, the MLBPA is not going to accept it. That's like always been stated. Um, so I don't think we have to worry about it. But if they wanted to actually make it more competitive, they'd put a salary floor in. The NBA has a salary cap and a salary floor. Now, I'm not saying that the NBA's way of doing it works. I'm not saying that at all. But you can put in a salary floor. Like you could realistically do that. And I think for baseball, like, NFL, for instance, if the NFL put a salary floor, that wouldn't do anything. That wouldn't mean nope. anything. They sure. the teams already spend almost up to the salary. It's the same thing in, in basketball as well in the NBA. So if you can add a salary floor to baseball, it would be so sick. Oh, the A's owner, the Rays owner, the Pirates owner, I don't not the Reds, the Reds kind of spend money. But like all those owners that are ne- the teams are never winning, never doing anything, they would be they'd be done. And you would see the Pirates actually sign guys to contracts. You would see Brian Reynolds actually stay there and not be like, yeah, I want to get traded because they offered me a contract $100 million less than what I wanted. Like, because it's like they offer like the most ridiculous deals. So they don't even, yeah. And and Bennett says $125 million salary floor. Dude, you don't even have to make it that much. You don't. Like, you can make it, you can make it under 100 million. It would have an effect on the game, which is crazy. Like, that's, so yeah, I, I don't know. I'm way more like for a salary floor than a salary cap. For sure, for sure, completely agree. 
Yeah. Um, I don't know if there's much else to talk about. Yeah, I think 100 mil is good. Um, but, you know, talking about the Padres, there's really just to talk about Juan Soto's having a, I mean, spring training barely started, but it's all we have to go off of. Juan Soto's having a really good spring training. Trent Grisham's having a great spring training. I mean, Mar- Martinez looked good. Nick Martinez looked good, good today. Yeah, he looked good. Um, Jose Azokar is apparently having a good spring training. David Dahl's having a good dude. David Dahl crushed a ball, so like crazy crushed a ball. So David Dahl's having a good spring training. Um, but that's gonna be another one to look at is the outfit, like kind of that last depth outfielder spot. Who's gonna win that? Jose Azokar, David Dahl. There's one more name that I'm forgetting, but. Um, that's a good one to look at. Um, Xander Bogarts having a bad spring training. Who cares? Um, we know what he's gonna do. <laughs> I like how I like how the the situation flip, uh, switches. We need to watch these guys, but Xander Bogarts. Uh, uh, who cares if he has a bad spring training? He's I, I don't. I take spring training with a grain of salt. I mean, oh, yeah, for sure. Especially as Padres fans, who remembers Jabari Blash? My God. He was Babe Ruth in spring training, but Alexi Amarista in the MLB. Yeah, that was that was pretty horrible. funny. That's horrible. I uh, oh. last year Nomar Mazzara, he raked. It was Nomar. It was Nomar last year. It was. Hey, to be fair, he was he raking when he first came up. He was raking yeah, he when he really first came up. Too bad. Uh, but I then see he Thor, I see where has uh adam engel been he's hurt he he got hurt um so i think he's i forgot what he's doing but he's trying to ramp up yeah so yeah there's nothing much else to talk about i mean we're barely into spring training so um, yeah not much to look for definitely the the things that are going to be the headlines throughout spring training are going to be the pitching competition the outfield depth and um obviously Maybe even the biggest one is going to be Fernando Tatis Jr. Yeah, it's true. Um, only other thing, Odor. We brought in Odor. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. I forgot. If you, if you um, weren't here at the beginning of the chat, basically, who was it? Um, yeah, Gil said that he was uh, he's a bouncer on the team replacing Fam. <laughs> yeah. Um, For sure. Yeah. Odor is a – I don't know. Do, do you think there's any chance he makes a – he has not been good in years. I think no, it's like 2017 or something when he last put up a solid season. Yeah. Um, depth. I'll, I'll actually go contrary. I do think there's a chance he makes the roster with uh, with Eggie's injury. Who would he be beating out? Batten? Yeah. Oh, yeah, easily. So. Because so I think he's in filled depth. depth. I do yeah. think he'll be. I think he'd at least start as infield depth. I mean, his I forgot what his numbers were, but like last year in clutch situations or runners in scoring position, they were stupid. At least clutch situations. So let's see. I'm trying to figure out Batten. Who else? I'm looking through this roster right here. You got Batten. Yeah, Aggies Dixon. out. Dix. Is that I'm it? Dixon, yeah. Yeah, there's not maybe. Many. Yeah, the pot. Yeah, so Dort actually could make the roster. Yeah, definitely. It'll be like uh like Alcantara last year. Yeah, like exactly. that kind of role. Or yeah. a Nomar Mazzara. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's uh it's a Rangers reunion for sure. Rugnet Odor, Nick Martinez, Ranger era. Oh, you might as well bring Profar back then. Exactly. You you have such a great point. It, it, and Profar is going to be cheap too at this point. I mean, I, I'm still confused why he hasn't been signed. <laughs> Me too. I mean, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. I think it was the slumps that he was going through. Like when he wasn't he hitting, he wasn't hitting. It it was apparently because he was asking for 15 million to start free agency. Oh, yeah, I remember well, that's that. That's what that's what Spotrac had him at too. He was yeah, checking I, it. He was checking the numbers. He's like, shit, dude, yeah, I got opt out. Yeah, he's he like, opted out, right? I'm- he opted out, yes. Bro, he might get what was his deal? Seven million. No. Okay, so he'll probably still be able to get around that or get a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I want to take it and double it. Yeah, yeah. 
I don't know, man. I mean, this is definitely his, his a big tournament for him. So, um, yeah. I mean, dude, if he goes, if he goes into the season unsigned, you you have to bring him back for what? For sure. Same same contract, you maybe seven million. Again. Yeah. You just give him. Seven yeah, just again. give him seven again. Maybe eight. Yeah. You can give him. Maybe eight with incentives. I agree. And honestly, maybe he goes to the Dodgers in the way that I don't know who will play. Miguel Rojas will play shortstop. Chris Taylor will play second base. And um, you have to in the outfield again? Yeah. You just put him in the outfield. Probably left field, right? Yeah. Uh, Is Outman supposed to be center? Who? Outman. The prospect. Oh, James Altman. Yeah, I think he's supposed to be center fielder. Then yeah, I guess that works. Well, unless they, they get have... a first baseman and move Profar at second, and they move or Muncie to second, and get a first baseman. Muncie's gonna play second, maybe... right? I don't think so. I think right now he's yeah. projected to play third, unless Miguel Vargas oh, okay. comes up. They have fucking Freddie Freeman. I forgot about that. So who's playing? Who's playing second? Muncie, there has to be. Oh wait, no, Muncie's playing third. Yeah, the, the, dude, they don't have many. Right, it's gonna be, it's gonna be CT three for now. Yeah, really? No, but he's supposed to play in the outfield. I know that's it's gonna be Vargas. Weird, is probably, I think Vargas will play short. That that it's gonna be Vargas who plays short, but that um, or Will Smith can play third, and they can call up uh, what's his name, the catcher. He's been there for a while. I don't know. He's like pretty. He's a top fifty prospect. Cartaya. They can call Cartaya. Because Will Smith isn't really that good behind the plate. No, I, I just can't see him playing another position. Well, he can play yeah, it's kind of weird. Yeah, I don't know. That's like I think that he's supposed to be better defensively there. Really? And the, the, yeah, the Dodgers do that all the time, bro. You have Munty playing. Yeah, yeah. They, they do a bunch of weird <laughs> stuff. I know they do a bunch of weird stuff. They had Munty and Turner. <laughs> this is this is the first time, and that Gavin Lux injury was killer because this is the first time that they really don't have that much. They really don't have any depth. They're still a damn good team. Like, don't get me wrong. I mean, barring any more injuries, they're still a good team. But this is really the first time that their depth is going to be tested in in years for forever. Yeah, because we even saw their pitching depth go down last year, and without yep. Walker, and then they lost Tyler Anderson. Uh, Tyler Anderson. They lost. Who else did they lose? Tony Gonsolin's pitching on like a fifty percent healed, seventy five percent healed UCL. Yeah. Walker Buehler's on the. On who knows how long Arias. Pitching restrictions I, are going to last. And I want to say Walker Buehler's out. Right? Walker Buehler's out. Yeah, he's out for sure. So you have Kershaw, injury. Catman, who's hurt. Syndergaard. Oh, who's always hurt. I forgot. Dustin yeah. May, who's coming back from being hurt. I already mentioned Kershaw, but he's also always hurt. And then you have Urias, who wants to leave. That's not a good. That's not good. Like they're still solid pitching wise. That's. I mean, I think Dustin May will be better than he was last year because I think he's a year removed now. He's a stud. Um, and like whenever Kershaw's out there, he's a beast. Urias is a beast. All right, there you have one, two, three, really good. I think Gonson might take a step back. I wonder what going to do. Yeah, Syndergaard could have a little bit of a bounce back, honestly. That might be yeah, the apparently... most terrifying. If Syndergaard has a bounce back with the Dodgers, that might be terrifying. Oh, oh it'll be also... very yeah, terrifying. <laughs> Yeah, they also have Bobby Miller, but I don't think he's coming up this year. I think he's a year away. Yeah. I believe Bueller is out. We'll see. Oh, Pepiat's gone, though, right? No, he's there. He got traded, didn't he? I I thought I just saw him pitching. He's out for the season? No, no. I thought he got traded. I'm wrong. Wait, who are we talking about? Ryan Pepio? Yeah, he's. I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah, he's still, there. I was, he's still there. I thought he was part of the Scherzer deal for some reason. No, he, I don't know he, why. He's a he's he's pitching in spring right now. Um, yeah, they're gonna develop that dude to be a stud. So yeah, that's true. I forgot about Pepe. Yeah. Um. Yeah. A couple of questions here. Ace asked who Arias wants to leave. Yeah. He, apparently, he's he wants like a new contract. It's like some contract dispute thing. 
Um, and yeah, Walker Buehler's expected to be out the whole year. It's because they put what him on it? so many pitching options throughout they do. the year. They have him on a Yeah, he he. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's rare that I see him go more than five. Yeah, dude. He yeah. He really doesn't. No, he's like. No, I mean, dude. He was he was dealing against us. I mean, they're already kicking our ass, but he was dealing against us in game one, and they took him out after five. Well, and remember that Holmes came back. If it wasn't for Clev, Clev yeah. pulling a fast one on the whole team. God, dude. <laughs> <laughs> he did that a few times. Did that, yeah. That dude single-handedly dude. almost ruined our postseason. I mean, he did ruin our postseason once, but the first time it was... Oh, don't worry. He just ruined his own season, too. And so. then he, yeah, he ruined his own career now, so... Yeah, that's the thing with the Dodgers. None of their pitchers go that far. But that's also the problem with Dave Roberts. Let's yeah, pull him. that that is a what? big problem. You know what? You know what I was thinking is, I feel like sometimes in the regular season they do go more than five. Like Gonsolin, every time he pitched against us, went more than five against other teams, not necessarily, but Kershaw every time. Anderson would go seven. But in the playoffs, Curious was out after five. Kershaw was out after five or six. Gonsolin was just not looking good. They took him out after two or one and a third. I don't know, man. Doc Roberts got a lot of figuring out to do. They play. They play the statistics game, man. That's that's the we thing. Do. They don't. I, some some teams need to, you know, if the pitcher's passing the during the game, leave him out there. The biggest example of this, and I'll still bring it up, and I know you'll agree with me, Blake Snell in the World Series. Oh, yeah. Against yeah. the Dodgers. Who in their right mind takes out Blake Snell when he's having the best game of his life and the biggest yeah. game of his life? And That's... go, yeah, you know what? It's the third This is the third time through the lineup. Pull him. Nah, he was passing the eye test. He had that. That's the him. That's the problem with playing the analytical or, you know, that that game too much because sometimes baseball is just a sport where if the dude has a feel for it, if you, you know, if the eye test shows, I mean, you got to just leave him in there. That I think that you're right, Chase. That That is the problem with Doc Roberts is he doesn't necessarily have a feel for the game in the playoffs. That's what's kind of hindered the, the Dodgers throughout their, their time. He doesn't have a feel for the game in the playoffs. He goes just purely based off statistical stuff and, and you, I feel like he's kind of paranoid in the playoffs. Like, he does have a lot to prove in terms of, yeah, I consistently have the best team, and this is supposed to be the year I win, and he doesn't win. I feel like there's some sort of paranoia, some sort of panic in his head in the playoffs where, all right, this shows that that uh, this gives me the best chance. I'm going to do it. Yeah, I mean, that's what that's kind of like – I mean, we've seen that, like, year in and year out in the playoffs. Yeah. It's like, what? Mm-hmm. Dude, he, dude, he didn't have Dustin May pitch against the Padres. Just to make shits oh, on the Padres. the Padres. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I feel like they might take a step back, but we'll see. The injury's rough. The Gavin Lux injury is really rough. Um, but yeah, outside of that, I don't know. I don't really think I have anything else. Anything else you guys got? Any news? People, uh, uh, I keep seeing people say, or I've seen a few people say, Urias to the Padres. Fuck Julio Urias. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Julio Urias. <laughs> I don't want him. Yeah. I don't know. Last year we did good against May. Yeah, but that's because May was cooked last year. He's got to – you got to let him ramp up again. He didn't look like the same dude. May's, May's nasty, bro. May is disgusting. That like, little two-seam he has? The cut yeah, the one that buckled. That one buckled. That thing moves from side to side. It buckled Manny a few times. Dude, yeah, Manny's got it good by that him. Like, that ain't no little two-seamer. That is one of the nastiest two-seamers I've ever seen in my life. For sure. I have never seen a ball move like that with Dude, the amount of view it has. I think um, – I feel like him and, Al- and Alcantara, it's just like, oh, those are the most elite ones you can have. For sure, contrast has all, goes way in. For sure, I've, I I never thought I'd see a two seam fastball move like that in my life. Honestly, 
That stuff Bro, is stupid. It's like the opposite of a slider. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It is stupid. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. I think we're gonna call it. Uh, we'll be back on Monday, seven thirty. I don't know what we'll be talking about, but hopefully some stuff goes down this weekend. We get some some cool spring spring training stuff, and we talked about kind of the battles that are going on. So we'll definitely talk about that in terms of pitching and stuff, and how all of the depth is looking. Kind of maybe look into some roster projections. Maybe next week we'll do our uh, top prospect list too, because we did in the last two years, and it's been pretty fun. Kind of gets you to know the system, and now the Padres farm system is really shaken up. So that one. We'll see if we'll do it next week, but that one's going to take a lot of research to uh, to get that oh, one out, yeah. so maybe a little bit. Uh, but, yeah, all right, guys. Have a great night, and we'll talk to you all on Monday.